This is Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. And I'm your host, Rain Law, for AJNW News. And here is today's quote. Every time you are tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. Deepak Chopra It's that time of day that we start with today's challenge. Sometimes they're mental challenges and other times they're physical ones. But more often than not, they can be combined. One of the best examples of this is endurance challenges. An example of this was back in the time when I was in high school. Many members of the wrestling and even the state champion track team would challenge me to strength, endurance, and flexibility contest. In one such event, the wrestlers wanted to see if I could beat any of them in push-ups, or press-ups as the British call them. And not only had I been able to best the amount of push-ups I performed with each member, one after the other, consecutively, they attributed this ability to Qi, and in a sense it was because Qi is primarily a more efficient expenditure of energy based on your caloric intake and oxygen utilization. The trick with any endurance exercise is to perform what you wish to have endurance in performing repeatedly. Today's weather is hot and muggy. Of course, it's not as hot as when the neighbor's car exploded in their driveway, melting off the siding on the garage. Thankfully, all of the accumulation of auctions and yard sales had prevented the vehicle access for lack of room, or else the house and the garage would have been annihilated. All of the tires melted and exploded, and everything but the superstructure steel dripped into the driveway. Fortunately, being a good farmer, the handy use of a tractor fitted with a front-end loader was able to push the vehicle away from the house before anything more than the siding ignited. After three fire departments succeeded in eventually containing the fire, the owner conceded that it might take a little extra work buffing out the now non-existent paint job. This coming from a man who is an expert in restoration of old classic vehicles, Mustangs especially, as he is a Ford man, while the neighbor from the other side pointed out that this was a demonstration that God approved of Chevrolets over Fords. This observation brought on a round of observation where one side tried to prove their theory over the others. In order to restore peace into the neighborhood, I pointed out that God was not a Chevrolet or a Ford man, but in fact had scripturally showed a preference to Hondas. This statement turned a few heads, including 
those of the Mennonites that had gathered around, and the fellow who had just bought a Harley Davidson. I was asked, where did I come up with that from? And I said, it's recorded in the New Testament, where it said, all of the apostles were in one accord. I wasn't able to sway the Chevy or the Ford man with this observation, but the Mennonites showed marked approval, marked approval of my scriptural analysis. This has been brought to you by today's weather and today's observation. And now it's time for Sensei's Joke. Sensei's jokes are not necessarily funny, but they seem hilarious when he has you in a chokehold or arm lock. For example, people who eat escargot don't like fast food. And now it's time for Q&A with Sensei. The first question for Sensei is, do wizards have certain rules they have to follow? The answer, of course, is given by Gandalf, formerly Gandalf the Grey, but at the time of his reply, it was Gandalf the White. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And now for the second question, which is not unlike the first. What rules do Jedi have to follow? Which primarily is covered by this one rule given by Master Yoda. A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense. Never attack. And of course, the last question is about ninja. And do ninjas have any rules? This one is pretty hard to say because it's always hard to find a ninja. But if you look at the translation of the kanji for the word that we associate with the ninja, it is the blade over the heart. Some people interpret this to mean that the ninja values whoever hired them over their true feelings. Others have interpreted this to mean that even though the ninja may be under attack by the sword, he keeps true to his heart. But I personally believe that the ninja keep their feelings hidden while under attack and patiently wait out the assault. Now it's time for a haiku by Sensei, entitled Patience. Patience equal calm. It is a tribulation in acquiring it. Now it's time for a Zen and Pen Adventure Seeker story. Last week we left off where all of the gang from Zen and Pen had awakened in a hut in the village. After sleeping the day away and finding that the villagers who had given them shelter were under attack, possibly by the same people that had attacked them the night before in the desert, now armed with staves that were reinforced with metal rings on either end, the group headed outside to see what was going on. It wasn't quite nightfall. It was just that the sun had set behind the nearby mountain range. This was a perfect place for a village as desert locations go, because even in the dry season, they would have some of the residual snow melt from the mountaintops running down in streams 
fed water into an area that so desperately needed it. Perhaps this is what the contention was over, River guessed. Meanwhile, Matt began yelling orders at the villagers to get away from the communal campfire and under shelter. Cover and concealment, cover and concealment, he yelled. Dookie and Parker looked at each other and snuck off into the outer edges of the village, away from the commotion. There is nothing that they could do with staves against the arrows that were being shot into the center around the campfire. Thus far, no one had been hit, and Ty was uncertain if they were even trying to hit anyone. That was until he saw Terra running over to the stone-walled cistern that served as the village well. She went there to help some children who had ducked down behind the safety of the rocks, as all of the arrows seemed to be coming from one direction on the opposite side. Still hanging back under the cover of the doorway, River and Ty speculated as to the amount of attackers based on the rate of fire of the arrows that were coming down. It looks like only three or four people are shooting, or maybe as much as half a dozen, but they're not being very enthusiastic about it. I wonder if it's just to conserve arrows, or if maybe possibly they're trying to see if there is going to be anyone retaliating against the attack, said River. Well, I'm pretty sure that Sensei would have already have done something if he were here. I believe we are already doing what Sensei would have would have us to do. As you notice, Dookie and Parker already headed off. I'm sure they're knowing them, trying to get some good recon and or calling off some of the stragglers out of the attackers group. While on the other hand, we're doing nothing, said Ty. No, we are doing exactly what Sensei would want. We're assessing the situation and preparing our own battle plan. And while River was saying this, Matt called out from a hut across the way a challenge. To meet me in the village square like a man, person to person. Send me your bravest champion. Then as soon as he made a statement, a villager that was standing with him made a shout, yelling out in a foreign language, possibly the translation of what Matt had said. The arrows stopped raining down after a few moments of silence came a shouted reply from out in the sagebrush. We are coming in, came the reply in heavily accented English, but we will only fight flesh and blood champions and none of your wizardly tricks. Wizardly tricks, said River. That must be a reference to Sensei Quang. He yelled across to Matt to agree to this. Matt, once again in his booming voice, shouted, Nobody here is a wizard. We will fight you hand in hand or with staffs. It's your choice. This is a battle to the death, not a wrestling competition. We will send our champion with his best sword. 
and a group of men to parley the terms of your surrender once we have defeated your champion, came the reply as a group of three men appeared at the edge of the village. Seeing them, Matt chuckled. I'll take them. All at the same time if I have to. They don't look like much. Although River, stepping out, spoke to Matt under his breath and said, We're waiting for recon from Parker and Dookie. I will fight them, and I will try to draw the fight out a little bit longer just to make sure that we have all the information we need. Besides, if I should lose, you're a better negotiator, and you don't take crap off of anyone. But make sure you listen to Ty. He has a level head, and you have a tendency to be a little, well, over the top. No, I should go. You're the senior student. And let's face it, you're old. That's when Ty stepped in with his two cents worth and said, Yes, but he's better than both of us together. And Matt thought about this for a moment and nodded his head and said, All right, you've got me there. River wins the chance to be the champion. But I don't think he's going to get killed. I don't care what kind of sword they have. But before they had a chance to do anything, one of the villagers ran forward with a staff just like the ones they were carrying, and he swung it down as he shouted, running up to the three men at the edge of the village. But he never completed his war cry, and he never completed a swing, as the central figure of the three drew a sword with lightning speed and sliced the man open spilling his intestines out into the dust. If this is your champion, it wasn't much of a challenge, said the man with the sword. It is now time to parlay your surrender. Hold on a moment, yelled Matt, stepping out. He's not our champion. He's just some poor misguided villager we were sent here to protect. Here is our champion, said Matt, pointing across at River, who stepped out of the doorway so that they could fully see him, carrying staff in hand. And now that he could see the prone form of the insinuated and disemboweled villager, River felt a little sick to his stomach. While he was a school champion, he had never fought a battle like this before, and he was feeling a little nauseous. But he stepped forward to protect those around him, as he had done numerous times before, outside of the dojo, but just never in this type of combat situation. I will do you the honor of wiping the blood of this weakling from my blade before it tastes your own flesh, said the fencing master he was now facing as they walked up to the center of the village together. Ty and Matt were behind River to his left and right side, just as the two men followed along behind their champion. Prepare to die, said one of the men following his champion, and the other man chuckled as if he had just heard a good joke. Okay, come back next week for the next segment in the Zen and Pen Adventure Seeker story. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by 
joining me on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash randlaw with no space between the rand and the law. I encourage everyone to seek out martial art instruction. It has been the source and foundation to everything I do. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Until next time, this is Rain Law reminding you to follow your dreams.